case that left many people in shambles. A case that is still unsolved today and will likely never be solved. A case of twists and turns. No way to know who's really to blame. And a man. A man made to live his life in complete paranoia and hysterics, rightfully so. Join us as we attempt to scratch the surface of this confusing case. The case of Charles Morgan and the Green Eyes. Hello everyone and welcome back to Deadly Archives. I'm Drew. I'm Anna and today's case is a little different. We're going to format it kind of differently. I'm going to be hosting it but I think it's going to be pretty cool. I like the way I set it up. Drew doesn't know anything about it except for one little thing I said yesterday that I don't even know if she remembers. No. Okay so (laughs) it's you know this is very confusing. It's kind of intense. There was a BuzzFeed Unsolved episode about it. Um, And that's what made me think of it. So, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Today's story sets out with the 39-year-old Chuck Morgan, also known as Charles Morgan. He is a successful businessman and a president of his own escrow agency. On March 22, 1977, he left his Tuscan home in Arizona to drive two of his daughters to school. After dropping him off, he seemingly vanished. So, this is a common theme. This guy disappears a lot. And more than once. And it's never good. And you're gonna see why. Because three days later, he arrived back at his house, and according to his wife, Ruth, he was missing a shoe, he had plastic handcuffs around one ankle, he had his hands tied together with a plastic zip tie, and- he came back? Yeah. And couldn't talk. Was he kidnapped? Yes. He disappeared for three days and came back and couldn't talk. Um, because he had been kidnapped and tortured. He also had written on a piece of paper, because it was the only way he could, like, communicate was through pen and paper, that he was given a hallucinogenic drug that was, like, painted into his throat. And so, like, he couldn't talk because he'll, like, die, basically, if he, like, ingested more of it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so because of this, Ruth had to, like, nurse Chuck back to health and, like, had to feed him with one of, like, the eyedropper things. You know, like, the you, like, squeeze it and the water goes up and you have to, like, drop it. Like, that's how he was fed for, like, a whole week. Dude, how did he escape? I, honestly, this... Is he dead now? He's dead now. He's dead. He, yeah. No. Or he died shortly after that. Like, shortly after that. Like, it's crazy. How did he die? Did he get re-kidnapped? Maybe. You'll find out soon. Or was he murdered in his home? Not in his home. He, had, he was murdered, though. Yes. Um, he had claimed that the drug would drive him insane or kill him if he ingested it. He um, had asked Ruth, his wife, to move the car because he didn't want them to know that he had returned back home, but he would never say who, like, they were. He was just really scared of this, like, outside force. So there's two people? Two people are, like, a group of people. A cult? Maybe. I think I know what it is. Um, and I think he might too after this. Um, he also told her not to call the police because a hit would be put out on them and, like, all of their family members. And now you might be thinking... A gang. Maybe. Yes. Think a little bigger. What's the ultimate gang? A cult. Even worse. (laughs) I don't know. There's different branches. There's, like, the Italian. Russian. Mm Mm-hmm. Mob? Mob. Yeah. Mafia. 
gang and mafia the same thing? Well, the mafia is a common theory. Yeah, so this is going to get brought up a lot later. But the mafia, like, doing this to him is a big theory. Did he owe them money or something? He owned his own escrow agency. And people are like, oh, well, that's not a big deal. But then later on, I'll tell you some Was he borrowing money? A little bit too much money from a little too powerful people is what I think. But we'll get into that later. But basically, the mafia, like, putting out a hit on him and, like, kidnapping him um, is a big theory because he was actually a witness in a state land fraud case involving a known crime boss that I don't know the name of and I will not say the name of even if I do know them. Why? Because I don't want to get killed by the mafia. You're not going to kill the mafia. <laughs> Listen, I know that every one of these mafia members are listening to this very podcast right <laughs> no, now. None of and, them are listening. <laughs> um, well, so Chuck thought that they, they were, were always listening. Cool. Oh, yeah. They're, like, sitting around a little table every <laughs> night, like, gathering to listen every Sunday. Um, so, like I previously mentioned, Chuck referred to something as they and only as that. And he had claimed after being kidnapped, he told his wife that he had worked as an agent for the federal government and fought against organized crime. He had also claimed that they had his treasury identification. So, like, his, like, main government ID that the they had. They just took it. Which is a little sus, if you ask me. Um, he told his wife that he escaped his captors at the Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport. Meaning that they were going to take him somewhere else. You never go through public. Why would they go in public? So that's something else that I'll bring up later. But he was seen out in public a lot after both kidnappings. And like stayed at hotels and things. So... Either he's lying (laughs) or they were using him. Yeah. There's more I want to say, but I'll get to... There's, yeah. Okay, I'll tell you that in a second. So, after the kidnapping, like I said earlier, he became justifiably very paranoid and anxious. He began wearing a bulletproof vest everywhere, <laughs> just all the time, and even grew a beard to mask his identity. He also started driving his daughters to and from school, which is a little weird, because he got kidnapped after driving his daughters to school, but he would only let him drive them. And he informed the school that no one else is allowed to pick them up or drop them off. And if they see anyone do that, he needs to be contacted, like, immediately. Well, but you're just getting your... You're putting your kids in more danger by driving them to and from school. Because if they're watching you, yeah. they're going to target your family. Exactly. And he was kidnapped right after dropping his daughters off the first time. So, I didn't think that was a good idea. And obviously it wasn't a good idea because on June 7th, two months after his initial disappearance, Chuck had vanished again. Shortly after his second disappearance, he told his father that if anything were to happen to him, there'd be a handwritten letter that would tell him who was responsible for it. The letter was never found. And nine days later, an unidentified woman called Ruth, his wife, and said, quote, Chuck is all right. A silly... 12, 1 through 8. Yeah. 12, 1 through 8. Which is a Bible quote. So I'm sorry I didn't know how to pronounce that. But I don't think I pronounced it right, but I think... That what you said sounds better than what I said. Um, and so this is a Bible passage, and it reads in part, quote, Men are afraid of a high place and of terrors on the road. Remember him before the silver cord is broken and the golden bowl is crushed. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. 
So I scoured the internet to find a like translation into like meaning, you know what I'm saying? Like what that would mean in layman's terms. Couldn't find it um, at all. There was like a lot of lengthy articles like about the, like, what that what that means? would like mean. You know what I mean? Like what what that would like mean to like a priest if he had to like say it like now. You know, like how he re- would relate it to like something. Couldn't find anything except for a really long article that just like related it to other passages in the Bible. But I have never read the Bible. So just keep that in mind. There's, I read the full passage of it and basically it just talks a lot about how God is like going to reclaim his saviors and you should always follow him even if things are like getting hard. So then uh, because of this, a lot of people thought maybe it was something like a religious cult was going on, you know, but I don't think that happened and that wasn't really a very pursuable theory uh, bang, a bang a gang okay. is basically a cult i mean you have to do like all you, you, like if you like you have to like uh i don't know what's called but you basically like just pe- pledge your life to them yeah they do that in the cult yeah and if you want out they will kill you there's yeah. not another way out i would hate to be like in, the, in the mafia you die or you stay in and have to do, like, a bunch of bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so every, a gang is bas- basic, uh, basically a cult. Or the mafia. No, I agree with that. I would never, ever want to be in the mafia or the mob or a cult. Because I could not... I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I think I said this in our last episode. I think I could being the mafia yeah well have fun with that that's on record they're <laughs> listening drew <laughs> so two days after this phone call chuck was found shot to death despite wearing a bulletproof vest everywhere which is very funny yeah but the, if they're always watching him, they're not gonna they're not gonna know he's wearing yeah. a bulletproof vest they're not gonna shoot him in the chest exactly so he, he was actually shot once in the back of the head with a bullet from a 0.35 magnum which was lying beside him there were no fingerprints found on the gun however gunshot residue was found on his left hand indicating that he had fired the weapon so you know that's a little weird and that the police thought that was also yeah, it could be set up or it could be a suicide. And his body his body was found 30 feet off of the highway in San well, Juan Spring area. You can tell if it's a suicide if he was, sh- like, how he was shot. Was he- where was he shot? In the back of the head. In the back of the head. So, so usually they don't shoot I, in the back of the head. Yeah, but I do not think it was a suicide. But if you look at the you can tell if it was a suicide or not. I wish the police thought that. Because if so, it was a suicide, it would have been more, if the gunshot wouldn't have been more angled up. But if it was murder, it would have been, like, almost, like, a complete straight line. Yeah. And it was also weird that no fingerprints were on the gun. And I really wish the police would have looked more into this because they ruled it, like, a suicide. Spoiler alert. But, like, this is this is basically what they found at the crime scene. The police found a note that had directions to the crime scene written on his hand in handwriting. Like, his own handwriting. Um, also found in the car were several weapons, ammunition, and a CB radio. Uh, strangely, one of his teeth was found wrapped in a white handkerchief and placed in the back seat, and a pair of sunglasses was also found that didn't belong to him. He also had a $2 bill clipped on the inside of his Ew. underwear. 
Yeah, written on the bill were seven Spanish names from letters A to G. Also, the same Bible, like, quote, had was written with the verses 1 through 8, and they were marked by arrows on the bill serial number. So, like, each verse was marked by How, like, one of the they, numbers. Like, uh, they're just ruling this as a suit. There's so much evidence. <laughs> well, the police aren't always good at investigating. So, the same reference that the female caller made to Ruth, again, was, like, on the Tulara bill. And on the back of the bill was the signers of the Decla- Declaration of Independence. They were numbered one through seven. So, none- I don't even know. I'm usually pretty good at symbolism. I don't know what any of this symbolizes. Uh, what'd you just say? So, on the back of the $2 bill, like, the front side was the, like, Bible. The second, the back side was, like, the names of all the signers of the Declaration of Independence, labeled one through seven. So, so far we have Spanish names, A to G, Bible quote, a tooth and a handkerchief, a pair of sunglasses, the Declaration of Independence, um, and a note where the crime scene is. It'd be easier if we actually saw, like, the actual crime scenes. I want to see it. Because, like, not all of this is, like, a symbol. It could be, like, leading them to who did it. But usually they have, like, a, um, like a... Like the lipstick killer, you know, like they yeah. have, a, like they have a sign that they were like they, they are the ones that murdered them, you know. Yes. So that could be the thing. Okay, I'm pulling up some pics. That was Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. Ooh. I don't know. That was not at all related to the case. No. But, um. Well, there's not very many pictures, but, yeah. That Chuck looks weird. I was not expecting him to look like that. Well, he's he's dead dead. in that picture. (laughs) Um, Okay, so if you guys want to, if you guys are curious, look up with your own discretion. Not very many pictures, but, um, yeah. So, a map was also drawn, which shows several roads between Tucson and the Mexican border. And Tucson is where he lived. Remember that, in Arizona. So, the town's... Drew, assistance? Robles Junction and Sasabe. Sasabe were marked on the map, and these towns were apparently known for smuggling. So... That's Robles. Oh. Sorry, I pronounced it wrong. That's okay. I got the L mixed up where it's supposed to be. Robles Junction, Robles Junction, and Sasabe. My nose is so runny right now. (laughs) Um, so basically, those are towns that were, like, known for gang activity and smuggling. Um, again, mafia, but, you know, the police, they don't know. So two days after Chuck's death, an anonymous woman spoke to an officer for the Pima County Sheriff's Department on the phone. She had claims that Chuck was supposed to meet her at a local motel shortly before he died, which was odd because he was missing. So, you know, she'd also claimed that her nickname was Green Eyes and that she was the same woman that had called Ruth, Ruth several days before um, when she claimed that Chuck was okay and she said the Bible verse. Uh, she also claimed that at the motel, Chuck showed her a briefcase containing several thousands of dollars in cash. So, Chuck's missing. Chuck meets a girl named Green Eyes in a hotel. The girl named Green Eyes calls Chuck's wife and says that he's okay. Chuck shows a briefcase full of money to Green Eyes and then leaves. He said that the money would buy him out of a gang contract Told that you. he had put his life on. Yeah, like, you no, you can't buy your way out. They're going to kill you. Yeah. 
So I would really like to know more about Miss Green Eyes, but nothing was. So they'll most likely just get money. Yeah. So Green Eyes was never really looked into again, but I think she should have been because that's a little odd. Speaking of what's a little odd, despite all of the bizarre evidence, the authorities have ruled that Chuck's committed suicide. They believed that he did either, or he either did it because of financial difficulties or fear for his safety. But I'm wondering if he had fear for his safety, why didn't they look into the thing that was making him scared? You know what I'm saying? Because they thought he was crazy. Yeah, so his family um, and a reporter named Don Devereaux believed that he was murdered. Some investigators also suspected that his death was not a suicide after the initial investigation. Shortly after Chuck's death, his car was impounded and was broken into while the police were while the police had it in their like possession. So, you know, obviously something was like going off about the whole case. Um, and around the same time that his car was broken into, the office that he like had worked in was also ransacked. But again, nothing suspicious about this. And three weeks after his death, death, two men claiming to be FBI agents arrived at the Morgan home and they had told Ruth that they had to look inside the house for evidence. They had torn the whole house apart and searched for a long time and it was unknown if they ever found anything or if they were FBI agents in the first place. And when Devereaux contacted the FBI, they claimed that they had never heard of a Chuck Morgan and never sent any officers to the house. So, Are people stupid? Yeah. So these two random men. Okay. So Chuck's car has been like completely searched and impounded at the police, like when police had it in custody. Um, his entire office was torn apart, and his entire house was torn apart by two strange men claiming to be FBI. But again, nothing crazy in the case, right? Just a standard suicide. There were several more rumors surrounding the case, including that Chuck was killed because he was involved in illegal activity or was doing secret work for the government. And like he had said to his wife earlier, he had been involved in, like, doing stuff for the government, but it was all, like, money-related. And one of the biggest things that kill people, love and money. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that is quite possible. And his death just seemed to be unexplained after the events leading to it. But again, his death was officially ruled a suicide. Um, but that didn't stop little Mr. Don Devereaux from investigating. So although Chuck had claimed that he was working against an organized crime unit, some people believe that he was actually involved with it. Uh, like you had said earlier, like once you're in the mafia, you can't get out. You know what I mean? So he may have been in it for a, uh, like, um, if he was with organized crime or like against organized crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, he may have been put into the gang to get information, but he had to. The only way to really let you in a gang is you pledge your life. So he may have had to do it for, mm-hmm. like, the supposed good side. Yeah. But not be able to get out of it. Well, that's what he told Green Eyes. He's like, well, I put my life into this, so I gotta. This is the money that's gonna buy me out of it. Obviously, it didn't buy him out of it because he's dead. But, you know, what do I know, right? Uh, so, during the 1970s, the Texan 
um, along with other cities in Arizona, became a place that the mafia moved to due to its warm climate and controversial criminal justice system. Their influence led to several gang-style killings in the area. Arizona was the most attractive crime like place because of the unique law that's that like allowed people to buy like so much land um, and numbered blind trust accounts. So that's a lot of confusing financial stuff. But basically, Chuck owned an escrow service and he like took care of all of that. He they could like buy like numerous amounts of like blind trust accounts and land because like with those. And it was completely legal, and it's not legal in other places, you know, because that's, like, suspicious and fraudulent activities. So, basically, this would allow them to, like, remain anonymous and successfully money launder, um, basically was what I had been saying. And it is known that Chuck did at least one real estate escrow work for at least one mafia family. So, he was involved with the mafia, just maybe not in the way that everyone, like, was thinking. So loud car anyway they may have like used him again to do more escrow work and purchase the gold bullion and platinum this is way more convenient for money laundering bullion bullion um and platinum and this is more convenient for under money laundering services um so now it's believed that he now like so don Devereaux has like he has confirmed that chuck worked with at least one mom like mafia family and now it's like leading up to being more than one and starting in 1973 it appeared that he was doing several million dollars worth of escrow work into the bullion bullion and platinum like realist or like like uh what's the word i'm looking for not pool but like billion and platinum like what am i looking for fountain no (laughs) what like like, the world of that stuff. I don't know. There's a specific word I'm looking for. I can't I think of it. Know. You said pool. I said fountain. <laughs> In reality, though, there was no billion or platinum. Instead, the money was moved to several escrow accounts and was legitimized. So, basically, little Mr. Chuck was also committing money laundering as he was helping these very important and influential mafia men to, like, do bad bidding work. So, on one occasion, Chuck had mentioned to Ruth that the money laundering was occurring in Tucson. However, he had claimed that he was not involved in it, which we know is a lie because he very much was involved in it. He had also stated that unless she had the children, oh, the less that she had the children know about the activities that Chuck was involved in, the better it would be for all of them. It's theorized that Chuck Morgan was killed by members of the organization of the organized crime like population in the Tuscan area. That's one theory, not directly mafia, but definitely mafia, because that's where all of the mafia men moved to when they realized how easy it was to commit fraud. So it's also possible that the mafia family that he had worked for before killed him because they because he had known like too much about their scheme. And they also might be a little angry that he was like legitimizing all of this fake like profit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? One theory is that the organized crime boss that they or had put the word out that they wanted Chuck dead. And a hitman told Chuck that if he came up with the money in order to buy off the hitman, then, you know, all would be fixed. And again, the briefcase full of money showed to green eyes. I believe that one the most. That, like, one of the head mafia guys, like, put out a hit for him, and then this guy was like, hey, Chuck, 
you better do something else you know but what you had said earlier too about like how he was like working for the good side and then like went bad or whatever or like well, was forced like, to stay usually once you're in the mafia you're in the mafia <laughs> like you're not getting out mm-hmm. so he could have done it for his job but there, you can't get out so he was still in the mafia no matter what he did so either yeah. from from instead of working against it he worked with it to get even more money I I believe that theory more than the ones that I had written in here. I hadn't seen that one like anywhere. Um, so which the hitman hitman thing, he could have told him that because either way he's going to die. Yeah. And got more money out of it from like he got money from the, uh, mafia and Chuck. I'm glad that you said that because this part two goes along with that same theory. Um, when the two men met in the desert chuck and this hitman the hitman killed him anyway and took all of chuck's money but this theory hasn't been confirmed just a theory but that goes along with what you were just saying uh now we're gonna move on to an unsolved mysteries episode that had aired about this case and boy did it bring in some stuff um after the case had aired on unsolved mysteries there were several phone calls getting like called in in relation to chuck's death Although it's not mentioned in the Unsolved Mystery segment, Chuck was a secret witness with an extensive land fraud investigation and was interviewed about it on May of 1977, which is shortly before his death. Like, right before it. So, that's a little... I don't know, man. Money laundering is never good. Money fraud. Um, But this is not directly involved with his death. Like, that is known. I think it is, but, you know... It's whatever. Also, it said that Chuck had been seen at several restaurants and motels on the west side of Tuscan before his disappearance and before his death. Or, sorry, after his he disappearance and before his death. people and doing work for them. Exactly. But then... He, it's like a lot of times they work more so with hotels and like big like chains. Yeah, and that's what is so crazy because he was like completely vanished. Or hotels. Did I say motels or hotels? I meant hotels. Yeah. And so he was completely gone, but he was just everywhere in his, like, hometown, just on the other side of it. But, like, no one knew where he was, which makes no sense to me. So this whole case is kind of fishy and confusing. But because of this, Don Devereaux um, investigated several leads that had come up as a result of the Unsolved Mysteries episode and after these whole, like, motel and hotel and restaurant, like, sightings. He had learned that Chuck was heavily involved in money laundering activities, which we already know, which um, he had done through his escrow company. From 1973 to 1977, he also was involved in a large gold and platinum transaction. He apparently received a large amount of money from these activities, and some of this money allegedly came from Southeast Asia, which is a big, big, like... If you're going to money launder, that's where you need to be, you know? Like, lots of profitable material was there. Devereaux discovered that Chuck had kept duplicate records of the illicit transactions. Devereaux now believes, though, that Chuck was killed because of these records. So, at first, Devereaux was really on the mafia side. possibility because then it means he has proof of mm-hmm. basically working with the mafia because if they took those records and actually worked and linked those yeah like linked that to the mafia they would have known who killed him exactly more, more than and likely killed him may i just reiterate don Devereaux is a reporter he's not an investigator and he found out all of this 
You know, so if the police would have done a little well, bit more reporters digging. reporters are like investigators. Because they try to get <laughs> yeah. into your life. And he did a great job. Um, he even contacted the FBI. That's the same guy that did that. You know, about the two guys. So three months after the insult was raised. Why Don Devereaux die? Because he learned all this information. But, he, like, he's not, he's too stupid to connect it all. But, like, he also knows the information. So why didn't they put a hit on him? But I don't think he has ever directly said he thinks it was the mafia. He's been sticking with, like, the illicit transaction yeah, thing. Yeah, but usually if the mafia, if you get too close to even, like, knowing, like, even if you're not connecting the ties to anything, just knowing the information that he does, mm-hmm. they m- should have put a hit on him, a hit on him. If they were the mafia. <laughs> well... I'm not I'm, saying no, no, no. I'm not saying they should have, but like more than likely they're they were going to. Yes. I'm glad you said that though, because either even though Don didn't, a few other people did get a hit put out on them because they got a little too close. So three months after the Unsolved Mysteries broadcast, Doug Johnston was found shot to death in his car outside of the Phoenix office. Interestingly Who's Doug Doug Johnston? I'll tell you. He was the man that worked across the street from Devereaux's office. He had also drove an almost identical car. To Devereaux? Yeah, to Don Devereaux. So, was it a faulty hit that happened? I would say so. Devereaux now believes that he was supposed to be killed instead of Doug, and a year after Uh, Doug's murder... if you're gonna be a hitman, get the right person. Well, hold on. Uh... A year after Doug's murder, Devereaux con- was contacted by a DC writer named Danny Acasolero. Why are all our names start with a D? Well, it's, I don't know, but I hate their last names. Anyway, because Devereaux is French, and it's spelled D-E-V-E-R-A-U-X, and I had to do several, several Google not- translates. Really? Yeah, it's French. The A-U-X is always like an O. Yeah. Like Bo, B. E-A-U-X. The name Bo. I didn't know Bo was spelled that way. <laughs> well, you can spell it different ways, but, like, that's the most... Almost, no, hold on. That's not the most common way to spell it, but it's the most, I'd say, um, proper way. That makes sense. I could see it. But, so... Um, Instead of just, like, B-O. <laughs> just Bo. <laughs> So, the same writer from D.C., who I'm going to call Danny, um, had called him up, called up Devereaux, and was like, hey, can you tell me some more about Chuck's illegal gold transactions and cases? And then uh, Devereaux was like, yeah, sure. However, Danny suspiciously died before receiving the information. In all, all three of cases, even the, even the- Maybe Devereaux's actually involved with the mafia. Well, you can get into your theory in a second. But, so all three cases are unsolved. But he... Well, I guess they're not unsolved because it was labeled a suicide. But the, the, um, Danny's murder and Doug's are unsolved. Well, either him and stupid doesn't know how to kill someone properly. <laughs> um, or Devereaux is involved in the mafia somehow. Like, like even in, like, the slightest bit. He could be. And mm-hmm. then they're just killing everybody else that is trying to get, inf- is, has the information that he has. And they're, he's, like, just trying to help the mafia, or his people not connect anything to the mafia. 
I honestly, I was thinking, I started thinking about that theory too when I was like toward the end of the research. So now that's all I have for these cases. That's all that's available. So I want to talk about like my theory. Or Devro really it does just have a hit out of him. I th- I think so. What happened? What I think happened? Chuck or yeah, Chuck had done too much like money laundering in regards to the mafia. They one of the guys put out a hit for him. The hitman was like trying to get him to buy his life back. The hitman killed him and took the money. And then when Doug or when uh Devereaux found this out, then the same hitman took it upon himself to go kill Devereaux, but ended up killing Doug. And then he ended up killing Danny because he didn't want more information about Doug's murder to get spread. That is what I think happened. Personally, that's my theory about the Charles Morgan and Green Eyes case. Drew, what do you think? Do you have a theory? So... God, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I do think that Doug was involved. Maybe not in the way people do think he was. Uh, I also agree with the hitman thing where he... Do you think... Hold on. Do you think Doug was involved or Devereaux? Devereaux was the reporter. Well, I have two. Oh, okay. Tell One them both. One of Devereaux is involved. The other is not where, he, where, is he, where he's not involved. So I think Doug was involved, just not in the way people think he was. And the hitman thing, I do think that it was it was just like a like a ruse I guess mm-hmm. for him to buy his life back but he's getting his money Doug's money and the mafia's money because they're gonna pay Chuck's him Chuck's money Doug is the or Chuck's money yeah. sorry Chuck's no it's okay money. and they're right. he's gonna get the mafia's money so either way Chuck or Doug was gonna die no Chuck was gonna die I'm getting mm-hmm. some name, many names mixed up and there's Doug, Danny, Chuck, and Deborah <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah so Devereaux was getting too close to information, so they put a hit. So, they put a hit on him, mm-hmm. using the same hitman as last time. But he was stupid and got the wrong person, so he yeah. went after the other people. He went so he went after da- Danny. Yes. No. Dan. Yes, yeah. Danny. Danny, because he had inf- the same information that, or was going to have the same information that Devereaux has. But he still hasn't killed Devereaux, which I don't get. Other theory is all of the stuff I said at the beginning, but Devereaux was involved with the mafia. And he was trying to keep people from connecting anything to the mafia. And the hitman didn't want anybody else to have the same information he did and connected ties to the mafia. So he killed Doug and Danny. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's, like, a lot of ways that this could go. And every time there's and maybe it lo- like a... Well, like, also, like, if he is part of... If Devereaux is part of the mafia, he's gonna make it look like he's not a part of it. So he could have hired the hitman to kill Danny and Doug to mm-hmm. make it look like they're after him. Since uh, Doug had a same, almost the same car as him, so they're gonna relate it to, oh, maybe the hitman got the wrong person, you know? Yeah. I think, I think definitely the mafia was involved because of, like, the kidnapping and torturing that happened to Chuck at first, the first time he got kidnapped. I also think it could be interesting if the hitman that killed Chuck 
if there was a hitman. And the same hitman killed Doug, and then the mafia, like, killed the hitman because he messed up for Devereaux. And then the mafia wanted to just drop, like, the whole thing, you know, and, like, just leave it alone because they, like, had scared Doug or scared Devereaux. Um, yeah, but, but then the mafia, one guy, Danny, started getting too close. That's true. If it was one of the mafia bosses that, like, put out the hit and, like, super, you know, Super Mario. They're not Mario. just going to drop something. It's going to, like, they, they're going to, they're going to cut off all ties to them, no matter what it takes. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't want anything to relate back to them, unless they're stupid and just don't care. But you, most of the time, they do not want any ties connecting to them. I don't know. I, there's so many theories. I love the one about the hitman. I think that that is one that I like a lot. Things I wish I knew more about. I want to see more crime scene photos. I want to know more about green eyes. I don't know why no one ever followed up on that. I need, like, them to personally. I need them to follow up. Um, Does she even have green eyes? I don't know. No one knows who she is. She's anonymous. When I, like, when I, when I overheard her, her name, green eyes, I think of snake eyes. <laughs> movie yeah i think so i think i also want to know more about Devereaux. i want to know why he isn't there and i want to know more about his illegal transactions but that's government material so that is the case of charles morgan charles chuck morgan and the green eyes how do you feel uh good (laughs) you feel good about it yeah. I feel like it's too unsolved. It's so unsolved. And I it is solved. I think it's so dumb that they never changed the final verdict. I think it's so dumb that everyone still like says it's a suicide. Um so yeah. I don't really know how to end this episode. I'm gonna keep it real with you. We I don't that, it's such like an open ended thing. Maybe oh you know what? Write us on your guys' theories. You know, post a little post on Instagram about how you feel at deadly underscore I or Arviba deadly underscore archives. Or, you know, add us in a tweet at deadly archives on Twitter. Or even send us an email at dead or at contact.deadly.archives at gmail.com. Or if you really can't find any of those, you can go check out our website at deadly archives.mailchimps.com. And I think that's all of our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, write us a review, maybe. Tell us your theories on Chuck Morgan. And we will see you guys next time. And if you have any case suggestions, let us know also on all of those places. So, yeah. I guess that's all we got today. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) See ya.